I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm finishing a sip of beer, but I am Brian Ackley, and this is Life in the Rough, the podcast. Bada bada boom. Is this is this 88? The 88, the 808 drum? I think this is 88. I was born in the year 88. 88 were, is a good year. Were you really? 88, huh? Dude, I've seen a lot of different decades. I've seen the, the 80s. I've seen the 90s. I've seen the 2000s. I've seen the 2010s. I've seen the 2020s. I am somehow in my fifth fucking decade, and I'm still in my 30s. All right, so let's just. You're a man of many birthdays, Brian. I'll give that to you. I, listen, I see a lot of things. I see a lot of things. That's fantastic. Well, we've had an, just an eventful previous week since we last touched base with the uh, the listeners, I'd say. Oh, my God. It's been amazing. Fucking Beth Page Black. I played another round of 18. You were just talking about how you run a little adventure to Blackledge for a little chipperoo. You were working on your short game over there. Um, but, yeah, just to fucking... I don't know. We've had an eventful, eventful week, man. Dude, it's been a week. Um, it, you know, we we mentioned it last week on the on the podcast that we were going to be venturing out to Beth Page Black, um, home of the 2025 Ryder Cup. If you've been living, which under... we definitely have to be going to. Yeah. Way. So, Kev, I was thinking about that after our round, dude. As much as I'm in, I, like I'm, I'm already in. We'll buy tickets. Yeah. But I'm going to say this now, and then I'll just bitch about it after we go. Yeah, that course is going to be such a bitch to walk. Well, so yes, I agree. That's not where I thought you were going to go with that. What I thought you were going to say is, where are they going to put all the fucking fans? Oh, see, I just figured we'd be inside the ropes. Um, we'd, oh. we'd figure it out at some point. <laughs> oh, but, oh, my bad. You're right. We're playing. We're uh, playing no. in the 2025 rider. Maybe the fans stand in all the fescue, and maybe it makes the course easier. I don't know. Oh, that could be honestly. That's really the only place for them to stand, or on the cart path. Yeah, but there's like, no cart path. Uh, you, right, right, right. There's like a trail to walk, but no cart path. No, no, but not even on the actual holes. Like if you, I don't know if you noticed it. I, I noticed it on the first hole and kind of was paying attention right away. But the cart path is only right around the greens and the tee boxes. But when you're on the holes, no cart paths anywhere. Yeah, I definitely didn't notice that. I was not. Yeah, I mean, since we were walking, we were kind of walking right down the fairway. But there's got to be some path that they use to bring all the equipment in so they're not killing grass in a certain area. You know what I mean? There's got to be a path along the course that they use to drive their equipment. Oh, I, I think there is. I just don't think it's necessarily like along the holes. Um, But at least not that I noticed. I don't know. But I noticed it right away because like the first tee box, there was like a little cart path. And then as soon as you get like the first tee box is obviously very elevated. And as soon as you get over like the edge, you just look at the, the downhill slope and there's just no more tee box. And then it was like, or no more uh cart path. And it was like that on every other hole. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I would assume they close the other courses during. I would have to assume to like maybe one or two of them is open, but like at least honestly, like, when I was looking around, I couldn't really tell where all the other courses were. And I would have to assume that the um, the parking lot for all the courses might not be right where we were teeing off. Well, I mean, we saw golf carts when we were on the course. And oh, yeah. And, and I on... saw, no, I know. And I saw the tee box, a tee box for the red course, but right. like 
there's five courses there and I didn't see that many. I mean, I granted, like I wasn't like really looking around for it or anything, but it's like, I guess it is just like a really big and expansive uh, parking lot and like clubhouse area and everything. I don't know. It was kind of like, I, I felt like when I pulled into the parking lot, it was definitely kind of something that like struck me that I was there. Like I thought the clubhouse had a certain like aura to it. Do you agree with that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the trophy is the old um, memorabilia. I almost said paraphernalia. That's certainly not the word. Oh, there might have been some paraphernalia out <laughs> the, there, but the Beth Page was not providing. Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the memorabilia they have in the clubhouse. I, I it, it definitely gave you that old school feel. Like I'm, I'm definitely somewhere like that's important. Like it's, it's got a history in golf. Um, very yeah. underwhelmed with the, uh, with the restaurant. I must say. Do- Dude, so that's the other reason that I was thinking maybe there's other clubhouse areas or something. Like, literally, like, we ate lunch in the restaurant afterwards. Like, I mean, the food was good. Like, it was, like, a nice atmosphere. But, like, there's five 18-hole golf courses, and they literally had no more than 12 tables tables. the entire rest. Maybe it might have been more like eight, dude. Like, there was five other tables, and it was loud in there. (laughs) It was, like, so crowded. It was really weird. Yeah, the waitress was our bartender, um, it, or the bartender was the waitress, if you want to put it that way, which makes it sound even worse. Um, right. And I talked to a guy who had played there a handful of times, and he had said that, yeah, it is kind of like just just regular, but when they have the tournament there, they have all these different banquet rooms that they they roll the red carpet out for all the pros. And I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. But like, I just paid a lot of money to play a really nice course. And now I feel like you're going to give me a hot dog for like two fifty with like ketchup packets and mustard packets. Yeah. Well, so that's what I find interesting about like, so Beth page black is obviously the attraction, but I feel like Beth page state park is like a separate entity to Beth page black, like Beth page black. The course is immaculate. It's in very, very good shape. Like that's where all the money goes. But like if you go to the driving range or even I'm sure one of the other 18 hole courses, I'm sure it's a completely different experience. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I wouldn't I, I, I'm sure it's a completely different experience. The rough's probably not as thick. The fescue isn't as high. But yeah, I bet the I bet the condition of maybe the greens is relative. Like I, the only reason I say that is because like you're not going to treat one golf course with like less work. Like, and I'm not saying like, you just wouldn't half-ass it. Like, let's not plant as much seed. Let's not, like, if you're going through the work, I feel, and who knows, they could be dog tracks, you know, for, for all. So, I mean, honestly, that's what I was going to say. Like the road that you pull in on, you drive past the 15th hole on the black course. And like, I, I had obviously watched like a shitload of like YouTube videos and like, I was like excited to play. So I was like watching a ton of stuff. So I pulled in, I'm like, oh, that much, it looked like 15th. And it looked beautiful. Like the sand looked beautiful. Like the whole course looked wicked nice. And then after you get past that hole, you drive a little bit further down and there's another hole from another course that I have no idea what course it is. And it looked like it was on a completely different fucking property. Like the sand was like, like, you know how the sand on the black was like a, almost like a light tan, almost white sand. Oh, it was, it was sand. It's, it's oh, just not what we yeah. used to play now. So the next hole I drive by, which is not on the black, it's like it's your typical muni, like dark brown, almost dirt looking sand. And like the fairway had like patches of dirt in it. And it literally looked like a completely different course. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just did a quick Google. So the blue course is 6450 on the front nine, one of the most difficult nines on Long Island. Um, 64. What do you mean 6450? 
3450 from from the front oh, nine which i mean is relative to the white of uh beth page black but um all right, I feel like we're going down a fucking rabbit hole. We don't know anything about the other courses. We're just speculating. No, not at all. I do think we should spend some time. Like, we don't necessarily need to talk a ton about our match that we had at Beth Page, but I feel like the course itself is worth talking about a little bit. Would you agree with that? It was un- It was a beautiful course. I mean, unbelievably difficult. Um, but Very, very difficult for, like, a multitude of reasons, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, length, uh, missing fair. I mean... Length was number one for me. Uh, number two, well, yeah, I guess I'd say that would be number one. Number two, the fairways are so narrow. So, like, you can't miss the fairways. Then the rough is – the rough wasn't as long as I thought it'd be, but it was so thick that it it was a penalty in itself. Um, the, if I had more than, say, like 150 yards – if I was in the rough and, like, 150 yards or more out, like, I was pro- – like, the smart play was probably to just – chip like chip out or punch out and like lay up and then hit a like a shot off of the fairway into the green I like it was very, like you said it was, it was like a penalty shot essentially yeah and i'm i i mean even if i probably didn't watch the videos prior to playing beth page i think once <laughs> you landed in the rough on the first hole you would have figured it out on your own but no i i completely agree with you i that happened to me on one it's a dog leg right I didn't make the corner. I was right really at the corner and um, behind a tree. I just took a pitching wedge, pitched it back out into the fairway, put my third shot onto the green and f- figured it out. Like, all right, well, maybe I can save par, but if not, like bogey's not the worst fucking score at Beth Page Black. So yeah. you just had to take your medicine. Um, there yeah. were times I didn't. But Oh, 100%. I feel like by the end of the, like, the back nine, like we were like, we were playing smart on the front, but then by like the back, we were just like kind of starting to get frustrated and like trying to like make things happen that we couldn't necessarily make happen. But to your point about the rough, like, so I think all of us, none of us hit the fairway on the first hole. I think we were all on the rough and where I was, I had a straight shot at the green, but I was just in the left rough. So I don't, I think I had like 185 in or something like that. And when you look at the rough, it doesn't look that bad. But for whatever it is, it just grabs the club. Like I tried to rip a five iron. I probably hit my five iron 120 yards. Like it went nowhere, dude. Yeah. But it, like the rough is kind of deceiving in that. Like you said, it's not long, but it's just penal. Yeah, it really just grabs the club. Um, that happened to me on, I think it was the fourth hole. Um, I was not in a bunker. I was just outside of the bunker, just filled with rough. And I tried to hack through it and it just grabbed the club and the ball just shot immediately to the side. And I was like, awesome. I mean, it didn't like go out of bounds or anything. I, um, I was very proud of myself, not losing a ball the entire round. Yeah. Um, but it was just so difficult that it was like, kind of shake your head. Like there were times where I knew that I was going to get a double, a triple, maybe worse. And you kind of just have to look at the ball and just laugh at it. Like, and, and I really tried to do that a couple times. I definitely lost my temper a few times. Um, but I tried to do that just to keep sanity because the conditions were so difficult that like there was nothing you could do but laugh. You could say, yeah, I've got friends that would never play out of this shit. But well, all right. I, then like, that's why you're there though. Like yeah. you're there to play out of that shit. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I... um. Yeah, it was extremely difficult. There were 
Um, there were four bunkers that I hit at, or, sorry, that's not accurate. There were four holes in which I hit out of a bunker twice. Three of the holes I hit out of the same bunker twice. Uh, no, no, no. Two of the holes I hit out of the same bunker twice. Nope, nope. Three of the holes I hit out of the same bunker twice. The fourth hole, I went over the green into a bunker, then shot it back over the green into a bunker. Then I put it onto the green. That was also hitting out of a bush. Um, so on four separate holes, I was in two different bunkers. Um, that right there is going to test your patience. Um, oh, 100%. And that's like the next thing I was going to say too. It's like, if you miss the fairway and you were not in the rough, you were in a bunker there. I would love to know the number of bunkers that they had on that course, but they were everywhere and they were in all of the wrong for us, but the right spots, if that makes sense. Like they were exactly where you're hitting your driver or they were like, I felt like every single green had four bunkers, at least just surrounding it. So Google says there's 78 bunkers on the course. Now, th this is a caveat because some of the bunkers are like a hundred fucking yards long. Like it's one there's bunker one massive that just bunker. wraps yeah. around the green. Like they're all like a lot of them connect. They still have their own, like they go up and meet grass and they come down and meet sand. Yeah. Like, but I still well, feel I mean, like that number is low. <laughs> I mean, 78 bunkers off of 18 holes is still more than four bunkers a hole. And no, only, I guess that's true. I, like, I, I legitimately felt like every single green had at least four bunkers around it, but I, I, I know that's no over exaggeration. But so. no, no, but what I'm saying is like the bunkers that were surround surrounding the greens on a local course with that much sand, like two of their bunkers would equal like 13 regular bunkers. Yeah, like that's true. They're that big, like it when. When you got into some of these bunkers, you could not see the green. You couldn't see above the, the lip of the bunker. You, it was so yeah. deep and so difficult. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say, too. It's like they weren't just big. They were fucking deep. Like, it felt like even if the green itself wasn't elevated, it looked like it was because of the way they built the bunkers into, like, the edges of all the greens. Would yeah. you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Like, it was wild. They, um, the, the, the green, uh, the bunkers are just so deep. I had one shot. It, I mean, I don't actually know if I would have rather be in the bunker because it probably would have, like, just landed just as it trickled in. But I had a ball that was right before the bunker. So my left foot was in the bunker. My right foot was out of the bunker. My right foot, my right leg was essentially like fucking like a 90 degree or not 90 degree, like a 100 degree, angle, 80 degree angle, just fucking flat. My yeah. left leg is doing some ballerina shit. I somehow was able to get the ball and advance it like 160 yards with a hybrid. But well, do, you hit one of the best bunker shots I've ever seen hit in person. When you you had a fried egg in that part on that par three four, 14. 14, yeah. Easiest hole on the course, my ass. Dude, you uh, it, you you were at a fried egg and you were in the middle of the bunker. And like you said, it's probably like a 15 foot. You had to get it up 15 feet just to get it onto the bunker, and you threw it to what four feet, made the putt for par. Yeah. And and I uh, dude, it I was so shocked. Like I I, I swing and, and what's crazy is like you said, the bunker is so deep. 
So when I hit this ball, if you were just watching like from a side, you'd be like, damn, he just hit like a line drive bunker shot because yeah. the you only see the ball get over the lip of the bunker by like six inches, something like that. And yeah, it has so much spin on it. The ball just stops. Dude, when I hit it, I was so defeated from four straight sixes that I, I literally threw my club. I, not like threw it like 50 yards. I just, I hit my shot, um, used the, my right hand, hit the butt of the club, popped the club right out of the bunker. Then I realized I'm the biggest asshole on earth. The club landed on the green. This bunker is so into the green that I tossed my club out sideways. My club was still 30 fucking feet onto the green. Like I yeah. felt horrible. I didn't leave a mark and I, I made sure everything was fine with that, but it just brought it back to, holy shit are these bunkers difficult oh so difficult and i'm going to be completely honest with you because after the the string of holes you had prior to that hole i thought the reason that you got the ball out of that line got it so close close was just out of pure anger <laughs> like you had to swing so hard to dig that ball out of the sand and you just like you hit the perfect shot and i was like that has a lot to do with the last four holes <laughs> well for sure and i don't know Maybe I'm just making this up. Maybe there's a Michael Jordan moment in my head, but I don't know if it was John or Jack. I could have sworn somebody said when they looked at it, like not like good luck getting that out, but it it's was like something. Dude, it was definitely me because I think only I saw your lie. And I said something along the lines of like, I'm not jealous of that lie or like something like that. Or like, I think I might've said anywhere on the green is a good shot or like something like that, which like is true. <laughs> oh, mean, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I must've taken whatever I heard. It's like an, an MJ mentality. I'm like, I'm fucked. Let's just do it. And it was, I mean, it, it definitely, it, it made me feel good. Don't worry. I got right back on the bogey train after that par, but it, 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 it definitely made me feel good. I, I parred three of the four par threes. I parred the first three of them. Um, so That's I mean, awesome. I was playing some good golf. It's just, once you get out of play, it's very difficult to save the hole if you have multiple errors. And yep. with me not being as long of a hitter, um, like there were some holes that like, because of how elevated the greens were and because of how protected they were by bunkers, say I'm 200 out, I can't land a ball on the green at that angle. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you need to be landing a mid maybe a six iron, like maybe you could get away with a six iron, something like that. But like, you need to be hitting a mid to high iron into a green like that. You, you, you need you to can't be, be taking hybrid or like no, a three wood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Because no matter what, even if I got the distance to the green, it's going to run over. Once the ball lands, it's going to shoot past. If yep. I come up any bit short in terms of height, I'm going square into the face of a bunker, leaving myself a fried egg. It was, it was definitely deflating. And don't get me wrong. Um, it, it, some of it was I had some poor tee shots, but I had some good tee shots. And you know, some of these holes are just long. Like we had a um, a par four, 460 yards. It, yeah. Dude, there's not it. a, there is one par four on the back nine that's under 400 yards and it's 370. And we didn't even play the back tees. Like I could not imagine. Like I would almost like to play the back tees there just to see, like, like go and try to break up fucking a hundred. You know what I mean? Like I would just like to see how annoying it 
would be. Um, just for perspective, for when yeah. I watch the videos of like Brooks shooting sixty three from the tips, you know. Right. I, yeah. No, it was. I mean, we had we had a par five on the front that was four sixty one. We've got a par four on the back that's four fifty seven. Like, come right. on. Right. It, so. And I had said things on the course that I certainly didn't mean. I was fucking bitter. I was upset. It's like, I'll never come back to this. This place is a shithole. It's clearly not a shithole. It's a beautiful track. Um, I wouldn't go back there for like a Saturday for fun. I would go back there as an experience. You're not going to be like, hey, Brian, let's yeah. go have a leisurely day of golf. Pay a buck 50 to go play and shoot a 96. Yeah, I'm almost glad we don't live closer because like, if we're going to go, we're going to drive the the hours for the experience. It's not like you live 20 minutes away and you can go play it like two times a month. And then you just like hate your life every single time, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Oh, for listen, traditions at Wallingford. They used to have the cheapest fucking tea times on golf. Now 32 bucks with a cart and I golf there all the time. And then I'm hitting through power lines and shit. And I'm like, yeah. I hate this course. And yeah, no, I hear you. Um, yeah. But truly was a beautiful course. Um, but just unbelievably difficult um i didn't think the greens were super difficult um and i don't I, and l- let me just put that into perspective uh, in terms of the rest of the course i mean they, they oh were yeah quite, they were undulated but like it's not something that we haven't experienced before me no personally. i think the ranch had significantly harder greens than, like well, i thought they i thought the ranch were faster and far more undulated i thought that I feel like at Bethpage, the greens didn't have to be difficult because getting to the greens was just difficult enough kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't yeah, know why I, I keep I mean, saying I thought they were either. good, though. I mean, I thought yeah. they, um, they they weren't marked up. They had they ran. I mean, they were marked up after Kevin walked by because he fucking indents every green with his shoes. I don't know what that is. Yeah, fresh, fresh bikes. That's what, um, that's what did it. But no, the, the course was just gorgeous. I mean, <laughs> nothing better than pulling in 10 minutes before your tea time, of course, I broke with Jack and, you know, just walking up to the tea box and, uh, you know, before you get the scorecard, you just see, you know, warning, warning signs, warning. I haven't even peed yet. I, I have a full bladder warning. The black horse is an extremely difficult course recommended only for highly skilled golfers. See yourself out is what it should have. Said. Yeah. It basically says, turn the fuck around. I think, I think that's part of, I think the sign is there to deter too many people from playing. And I also think that's the same reason that it's walking only because I feel like it is such a difficult course. And if you're not like a pretty serious or avid golfer, like you really shouldn't even be playing that course as an experience. I, I 100% agree. Like a, a 20 handicap should not go play there. Kevin, I didn't have any business being on that course. I wouldn't say that. Well, I, I mean, a 96 ain't good. No, but I, I think you can appreciate the course. Like, I think you're a quality enough golfer that you can appreciate the course for what it is. Like, yeah, I, I know you were saying like your the length was an issue, but I'm just saying, I guess like a 20 handicap, like it, it, it wouldn't be worth your time to go play there. Yeah. I, I mean, I had five pars. I, I, I suppose it, if you're like a 20 handicap might get no pars. A 20 handicap, yeah. I'd probably be confident isn't parring any of the par threes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, um, it's just everything about it was di- like, like we said, the rough is long. If you're not in the rough, you're in the bunkers. I didn't really, I don't even know if I ended up in the fescue at all, but 
if you're not in one of those first two things, you're in the fescue. There's a fuckload of fescue. It's basically instead of woods, they just have fescue between all the holes. Um, yeah. So that makes like a- it difficult. And then, you know, one thing that I we didn't really talk about day of or like since that I was kind of thinking about in retrospect, all of the greens. like So like most of the courses that we play, the fairway just runs into the green and like the fairway becomes the fringe and then it becomes the green mm-hmm. at Bethpage. There was like the end of the fairway and then just 40 yards of just the thick rough. And then it was just the green on an island by itself. Did you notice if not, that? If not surrounded by a bunker. Well, and bunkers. Yes. Right. And yeah, so I very poorly was alluding to that um, in talking about the difficulty in getting to the to the greens. Yeah. Um, it, yes. Short answer. Yes. It, the, every green was so protected. It, on so many other courses, you could. All right, listen, I'm going to land this ball 10 yards short. We'll run right up the green. It, right. it, it might have enough spin to get halfway through the through the green we might be pin high it's not worth it trying to carry that's what made the course so difficult you had to stick the greens it was you had to get your number we used the pin uh range finder it was clutch but i will say one of the times i it was my adrenaline i was way too strong i loved my number i had like 83 yards and i choked down on a gap wedge and i flew the green by like 15 yards Oh yeah, on the par five, right? I yeah, I thought yeah. it was a perfect shot. Yeah, and then John putted up beautifully, and th- that was one of the things you'd see on the PGA, like just a, easily a five feet, uh, four and a half feet slope uphill, just right on the fringe, just asking you to putt it because you'd have yeah. to take a big slice at a sixty degree to get that ball up to get it to stop in time. Fifty two, yeah. no chance. Fifty six, not a chance. Um, so I have to putter as well and uh, I fucked that up, but it was, Kev, it was amazing. I, I'm so glad you were able to get the tea time. I'm glad that we were able to get out there. Um, I obviously, I don't know why I said obviously, but I lost again to Kevin brutally. Um, not brutally. He, he beat me two and one, uh, two and two, two and one, two and one. Uh, yep. And uh they're just bad breaks but i will say kevin could have beat me better i i could have shot better but kevin could have shot better um yeah i i blew up like you kind of blew up in like the middle of your round and i was playing like i turned at five over i had two birdies on the front like i had two birdies on beth page by the time i was teeing off on the 10th hole and i was like i'm happy with my round i don't care what happens and then the back happened and i wasn't content with my round anymore but i just kind of blew up on the back and like I didn't give the match away, but like I, I really opened up a door for you. I would say, on the back. Um, I mean, you had some, yeah, no, no, you did, but I mean, at the same time, you bogeyed the first three holes, and I doubled the first three holes. Yeah, so dude, those first, it it was almost out of, it was almost out of hand real early, like. Yeah, those first three holes on the back are tough. Those are three long par fours. Five thirty-two. Fuck every one of those. Very long. Um, but no, dude. I mean, I just I was getting myself into trouble. Had a couple three putts. Only had two three putts, but um, and no lost balls. So very good. But 
On the front, a double, a quad, and a triple. On the back, one double, two double, three doubles, four doubles, and a triple. I mean, <laughs> to keep it under 100 with that many doubles, triples, and quads, I mean, I think I did. If you, if you told me you did that and broke 100, I would say you're lying to me, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's Beth Page, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it – I don't know. That's just how it is. Like, it's it's such a fuck, fucking tough course. I mean, I was – I parred the first, bogeyed the second, and then I just skull-fucked my tee shot on the par three, ended up making a triple. And as I was walking off the third hole, I was like, I have a feeling this is how the course gets you. Like, you'll have your good holes, but if you start having a bad hole, you're going to have a really bad hole. And that's kind of how it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. I lost, I, I doubled and tripled. I, I, I lost five strokes on the last two holes hitting out of four bunkers. Each hole I hit out of a bunker twice. It, yeah. I mean, it, it is a very difficult course. I mean, not for Kevin, he had two fucking birdies on the front nine. Um, also not for Jack, the sandbagging son of a bitch shoots an 80 on Beth Page Black. Are you kidding? Dude, he had an unbelievable back nine. I wish I knew what he shot on the back because he just had an awesome back nine. He shot do you have 30, the do you have the card? He shot a 39 on the back. Did he? Yeah. Wow, what a fucking what four, a fucking back. Four over. And that was yeah, he was four over. He didn't have anything worse than a bogey. Wow. That's yeah, fucking he, impressive, man. On that course, especially because like the three, the other three of us were just, I didn't have a single par on the back nine. Yeah. I shot like 12 over on the back. Um, yeah. He didn't uh, have anything worse than a bogey all day. Really? Wow. Good for him. I had a triple and a quad. Yeah. I had a couple triples in a quad. Honestly, um, like I went into the round saying I would be happy if I broke 90. I ended up shooting 88 and I was, I felt like I played better than that just because like I shot 88 with a triple and a quad. Like I could have gotten rid of those kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I was hoping to break 92. So I clearly left pissed and um, I could have broken 90. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously just kidding. Um, no, I, I not about breaking 90. I definitely could have, but it, I well, also do, could have shot 150, I suppose, if all my good shots were bad shots. Like, it, I don't, I don't want to yeah. play that game of what it well, should have, but if you left seven putts one inch short from three feet away, I'll give you four strokes off. You know what I mean? Like, we could talk about that. Yeah. It, I mean, I, think I had some good shots and bad shots. Yeah, for sure. I think it's just a course that, like, as we – it's already, like, a difficult course as it is. We probably picked the hottest and muggiest fucking day of the year to play. Like, we were all sweat through all of our clothes by, like, the third hole. You were sweat through your clothes and it's by a the hard time walk. Got there. Yeah, it's a hard walk. Like, it's not – it's, like, a lot of up and down, a lot of change in elevation. Like, it's just – it's a it's a grind to play that course. So, either way, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I know you said you don't want to play it again, or at least you don't want to play it again anytime soon. Like, I had a good time. I'd, I'd love to go back there and, like, play the course now that I know it. But I do agree that it's not a course that I would want to play regularly by any means I, I like to enjoy when i play golf but like i don't know it would be satisfactory to shoot a good score there well yeah i mean i let me let me clear that up there's no way i have any interest in playing there more than once a year right it's fucking four hours away it's not close 
It, oh no, yeah. If if I was closer, I'd play more than once a year. But yeah, I, I probably still wouldn't play. Um, I don't need. Oh, I'd play this weekend. I think. I, oh, fuck that. Well, dude, I think the thing is though. So I've been thinking about this more. I think the thing is, is playing those difficult courses, if anything, like they're going to help your handicap for the most part, because like, if you have, if you put together like a, not a if you don't route, beat your handicap. Well, dude, the, <laughs> I mean, the, the, um, the course rating there is like three over par. So if you shoot like three over your handicap, you're still going to be bringing yourself. If you shoot five over your handicap, you're probably still helping your handicap, you know? If like wait, where are these ifs coming? Oh, now I'm gonna hit these fucking 15 wide fairways. Dude, I'm, I'm just not- saying my course <laughs> handicap that day was like a 15. I'm yeah, a, was a I was a nine index. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if anything, I I was thinking about this in regards to playing like the white tees versus the blue tees, like even just like at like my home course. Like, I think I'm just gonna start playing the long tees now because like I don't really shoot that different from the whites versus the blues, and like I'm just giving up those strokes to my handicap. Well, you should probably pay the longer tees because you're a longer hitter. Tell the pack well, yeah. to fuck it up. Well, I know. Well, that's the reason. Like, I just like if I just play the tees of whoever I'm playing. It was like I played, um, I played 18 by myself this week, and I got paired up with two uh, ladies actually. So they were playing completely different tees. That I wasn't going to play anyway. So you I just played, played the reds. Don't lie. I just played the long tees. No, fantastic, Kimberly and Terry, dude. So what, Saturday night, last minute, I'm like, you know what? I'm able to play if I can play early Sunday. I booked a 6.18 a.m. tea time. Oh, yeah. Is and that I the show, first? That, no, that's not the first. It, no, it wasn't. Two, there, two was a couple, there was a couple of groups out ahead of it. I think they probably start at 6. Um, and I show up there, and I knew there was, like, a twosome I was playing with. And there's, like, these two ladies, like, throwing their bags on their push carts in the parking lot. And I was like, am I just playing with two? Like, I wouldn't – I don't know why. Like, you never really see, like, ladies out early in the morning playing golf for some reason. Only the ones um, that play fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they played – dude, so let, you're going to love this. Let me tell you about this. So, like I, I said, Kimberly them. and Terry, they, they were awesome. They were – honestly, they were both probably around, like, between – I would say, like, they were in their 50s, and they they weren't great. But, like, they, like I said, they played fast. And what they did on the greens, if their ball hit the hole or the flag stick, they counted it as in. So I saw them, like, lip out and blow it 10 feet past – but they counted it as in and they would just pick up their ball and go ahead. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. As long as you're not in a men's club. Oh, well, yeah. But like, like they don't, they, they're not playing serious. They're just like out there to have right. a good time. Kind no, of I thing. love it. And like, that's for the pace of play and everything. Like that's, I love that shit. I thought that was a great idea. And like, if it, like it definitely makes the game way less frustrating too. It's like, no offense to Kimberly and Terry, but they would have been five, six button all day. Oh yeah. Um, no, I agree. And I had um I, I feel like I had mentioned this last year. We've 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 had a lot of conversation about golf camp, but I feel like Oh, um, you and me? No. Yeah, I feel like I had uh, mentioned this last last year. I got paired up a couple times with a couple women, and um like <laughs> it all kind of connected. Like they were the wives of people I played with the week before, and I ended up playing with the husbands like the week after. Um, so like it all kind of connected. I wasn't a member at Blackledge yet in the men's club, but Mm-hmm. they all were and they kind of just let me go out at early tea time sort of thing like three and a half hours like this was ready golf like i've never seen it granted they they rode but it was they would just drive it's not like they were hitting it far they would just drive right to their ball hit it get in the car it, drive go. right to their ball hit it right. and i was like as the lord intended i've got so much respect for this i because i and i'll be the first to say it, i've golfed with people um 
that will shoot in the mid high night. Shit, who am I kidding? I literally just shot in the mid to high night. <laughs> um, but you wouldn't be able to tell based on their pace of play, ignoring their body language, maybe that they weren't in the mid eighties. Like right. it just because, and I, I'll, I, I know I do this. I know you do this. Jack does not do this. Um, you hit a shot, you go up and you get ready and you hit the next shot. We, 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 I don't have a huge practice uh, pre-swing routine. I know I do. I waggle like two and a half to three times. I lift my front foot up as I'm waggling about two and a half to three times. Between that two and a half to three, whenever is I settle, that's when I'm ready to go. About a half second later, I swing. Yeah. You have a, a similar thing. You get up, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, a um, little bit of a waggle, a um, little bit of a foot movement, a little waggle, bring the club back, look at the club, bring the club back down, re make sure you're comfortable again maybe a quarter of a second and then you're then you're just ready to go um different things make rounds longer um jack's one of the best players i know and i'll call him right after and i told him i talked about this the guy be taking practice swings the guy and he the first thing you say to me well look what you shoot and look what i shoot fair enough yeah fair enough point taken yeah but I've beaten you before, motherfucker. Ah! <laughs> no, 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 no. And I'm just busting Jack's balls to bust his balls. But he's kind of an example, like to other people that like you'll get paired up with people and you're like, oh my God, dude. Like, because Jack only takes one practice. Like, I didn't, I clearly like just exaggerated yeah. about it. But you'll golf with people that like four practice swings, step off, get behind the ball, recheck your line, go back up, tighten your glove, three waggles practice swing step off practice yeah. like I, which I'm, I'm sorry hurry the fuck up hurry the fuck up and if that's your routine you can start your routine while the person's <laughs> hitting you know, like i start i dude like i, I i'll, I'll, I'll be completely honest when we were playing at tacoa you were taking a long time with a shot and i was getting frustrated and i i walked over to my ball and was standing over it as you were standing over your ball because i was waiting for you to hit and i was just gonna grip it and rip it as soon as you finish it was was this the ball when i was in the bush I'm, yeah I'm yeah well, <laughs> i'm gonna talk about that yes this was the ball on on 10 where you were in the bush like right behind the water and I was in the fairway and you had to like cut it around a tree to get to the green because like I was kind of in position. Yeah. I, God, I can't even read my notes on that hole. Um, I remember what happened, but it, uh, dude, no. And I, and I, I agree. I, I'll be the first to, to agree with you. There were a yeah. couple reasons why I was taking longer. One, I was out of fucking breath. Let's, let's yeah. just call a spade a spade. <laughs> All right. The boy needed to breathe. Yeah, uh, it was hot. I was not hydrated. I had the bucket hat on, but it was fucking brutal. The um, Bud Lights were not cold. No, 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 they weren't. Um, and then it was well, and then this kind of goes back to what you were talking about before. It's not like you could just roll it up to greens. So yeah, you there was just so much to process, and then knowing that you're away and everyone is waiting on you and like in your head, you're just like, 
you fuckers look at me one more time i swear to god and, but no it, well like, you're that, the thing is is like you're like you're riled up and you have like in golf like you have to make yourself slow down and i that's what you were doing i think right slowing myself down yeah exactly yes. otherwise you would have uh, yeah. the club would have went farther than the ball did um right yeah no it i i remember that because after i was like i said to myself and I said this a few weeks ago on the podcast, and I actually heard them mention on foreplay, and I think they're listening to Life in the Rough. No one cares what you have to say. Don't be miserable. Keep it yeah. to yourself. Move on. Frankie, first fucking thing he said I agree with. Um, but <laughs> it, it, it truly was like, at that point, I was like, slow down, calm down. Like, you've already said, you're, you're fucking pissed. All right. You're, you're you're one down already you're like stop fighting against yourself how about say how beautiful the course is look at the sky it's gorgeous out have some fucking fun yeah i was so out of breath i couldn't really think or i couldn't speak anything so i was just kind of like <sighs> why were you so out of breath we were Dude, riding. sometimes honestly the electric cart if you're on a hill it can be more work because you can't turn it. so <laughs> like i don't that if you don't see it firsthand, like how it works, like five decades, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, I never said I was a spring chicken. <clears throat> I'm going to have one of those. Fu- Dude, I will. I in my lifetime, I will have an electric wheelchair push cart. It won't be a push cart. It'll be a pull cart. I'll be in a wheelchair. It will be motorized like in big Y and it will hold my clubs. I might even have a caddy on the back. He might have to have his own motor. So we don't, he doesn't slow me down, but. Yeah, I'm not opposed to sitting down between shots. Probably. Horrible. What What if you had like a little, uh, like a little motorcycle with a sidecar, and you had your caddy in the sidecar, and you're just that'd rolling be, around? That would be sick. I, uh, yeah. I I've seen the motorcycle ones; those look cool. But like, realistically, like in New England, like you're never gonna be able to bring those out. You're gonna no. rip up the court. Like th- this isn't like. 85 degrees sunny in san diego like i'm sorry i don't know why the alternative like they have like the motorcycle ones they have the ones that are almost like segways or like surfboards kind of like kind of like a hybrid between the two i don't really know why the alternative electric cart is something that's a thing because that just all of them just seem like a huge liability i'm not getting on a surfboard listen there is a beer limit on those motherfuckers and i'm saying it's after four holes i'm not even telling you the amount of beers i'm saying it's after four holes they definitely have like one of those built-in things like anybody that's had a dewey has and they have to blow into it it before they start the car yeah guys like that's what they have i'm stuck on the sixth hole you gotta come get me what happened i can't start the fucking the the motorized car oh my god it's like when my cart got stuck at uh the ranch. oh i wasn't playing with you when my cart got stuck at the ranch but i literally had to call the clubhouse because like i couldn't it wouldn't turn back on for me and even after i backed out of the rough oh yeah i've had i've had carts die on me before that sucks Mm -hmm. um brutal I, it was on the tip of my tongue like 22 seconds ago. You, look, you seemed like you were about crying. to. You, you heard like you're. Oh sound like you're about to say something. I was, I was and then I'm like, in your space. Oh my god! I wonder what Charlotte's crying about. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm. I'm going to pass on all things alternative electric cart. Like no motorcycle, no surfboard, no Segway, no anything. I, what I so what I think would be cool, and this is still way down the line. 
I would be definitely interested. And like the concept, like car photo of it, like the sketch would probably be similar to like a Jetson sort of car, but like a singular golf cart, like just a one seater, just for me. I Like, yeah, I, I, I think it, I mean, if like I hit mega million, like I would be down for something like that. You'd have shade. It would have air conditioner. It would have a sound system. Like an like enclosed that guy one? Tacoma. Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, oh so would, yeah. Have you ever watched Silicon Valley? Yes. So it would be right. The one person smart car. Yes. That's what you're thinking, right? Yeah. Essentially. Okay. That's, that's what I had in my head. Wow. He fit into a really tight space. Oh, who's yeah, the billionaire? That guy's name? What's his um, name? The billionaire from the show. Right, right, right. Uh, you're thinking of Gavin Belson, but it's not no, Gavin Belson. No, no, no. The, the other car. guy, the guy who Peter, like Peter something, right? Peter Belson. Peter Belson. Yes, the super weird guy. Like he's like the he's like the epitome of Asperger's. He's like, I'll give you two hundred thousand dollars for five percent. He's like, well, that's a lot less money. Actually, it's the same evaluation. I'd be like, bro, take the money, take that <laughs> money, take, take the money. That Mark Cuban good. would say, take it. I loved that show. I was so upset it got canceled. Dude, me, that was one of my favorites. It, you know what the best thing about Silicon Valley was too is that it was on right after Game of Thrones, so you had yeah. a, a a full hour of just pure like like adrenaline, and then you had that thirty minutes of laughs to just bring you down right. before bedtime. Dude, I, that's why we fucking have a podcast together, my friend. That Hell is yeah. exactly how I really got introduced to it because I was like, yo, I'm so, because. I watched, I didn't get into Game of Thrones right away. I like was on the DVD train first. I had to yeah, yeah. Up. And then I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to go to bed right now? Like this guy <laughs> You just can't sleep after the fucking on. dragon just like, breathed yeah. on everyone. Come yeah. on now. Um, and then you've got Silicon Valley and it's like <laughs> Big Head and fucking Dinesh. And you're just like, oh my God, this is hysterical. I, dude, I think I'm going to go rewatch Silicon Valley just for it's that's I, I might i might rewatch all of it before we record next week's episode just week so we can talk about it half hour shows are awesome i love half oh, hour shows because they're really only like 24 minutes oh yeah half hour shows on hbo too because like they're such good quality too so like yeah. they're they're short and sweet and to the point but they're just awesome i love oh, it i agree yeah um so i back to golf i didn't golf outside of um outside of our match it's been busy and what's crazy i completely forgot i've got a 41 that i still need to marry do, do those ever expire like can no like, they don't and that's dude, honestly it you should. just reminded me it, and I'm not i wonder if they me. do at the end of the year so that's where i was gonna say it's oh actually like, well no i don't think they should expire because like when you're handicapped when you like renew your membership in like the spring, like your scores from the fall still count. Right. Okay. Handicap. So I guess I'm saying like right now, like this score was like I, the nine holes was from like a month ago. If I don't log another nine hole score and I just log a bunch of 18s, I don't know. I, I don't know if that should count. I feel like I'm, I'm kicking it out by not even giving because like, I, and I'm not one of these people, but I just feel, and a 41 is not something you do this with. But I feel yeah. like there would be those people that say you shot a 37. They might go out and play nine a bunch of times and be like, yeah, I'm just going to play 18 or, or like, or I'm not going to log it. Or like, I feel like if you're, you have it out there, like. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. But I, I feel like the handicap system is more in place to avoid people logging too high of scores versus too low. 
Or they they get mad at me. They they get they, they, if you don't log it on the Brian, day. Stop fucking being lazy. Like I can't believe the language that the the, the gin app is using. It, it's very direct. And so I actually I walked nine on Monday night. It's now Wednesday, and I still haven't logged my score. I shot a fucking forty five. Not happy about it, but I'll log it. Um, and I still haven't logged it. So, and what I do now is like I just keep it on the same date because like who fucking cares, you know? True. As and long it, as it's yeah. logged before my next round that I play, who cares? No, I completely agree. Um, it, but yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I actually, I don't know. I don't think it should expire just because your 18 hole rounds don't expire. They just like, they roll into whatever. They don't come off your card until you've played your 20 rounds. And like the amount of golf you and I play, like, Kev, really I, I fire from the hit, bud. My takes I are just, they, they just, I, listen, you asked me tomorrow. I'd be like, no, they should never expire. I'm not saying it's a bad take. I'm just saying I don't agree with it. I if I agreed I, with everything you said, we wouldn't have a podcast together. That's all I'm, all I'm saying. saying is if I had the same take tomorrow, it might be that they should never expire. I, you know, I fire from the hip. I'm just, whatever comes out of this circle in my face, I just roll with it. Yeah, no, I, and I appreciate that about you. I appreciate that about you. I'm not saying it's a bad take. I'm just saying it's not the take I would have I would have uh, taken. I've had better takes. You've had better takes. You've had worse takes too, though. So I'll give you that. Definitely, um, have had worse takes. You so you said you haven't played additional golf since Beth Page? No, no, no. Okay. I, I chipped in. Uh, I chipped for a little bit tonight. That was. Oh that yeah, was you mentioned that. Let's that. let's talk. I played an 18 hole round over the weekend. Let's talk about that after because I want to talk about your your chipping practice because you were saying. I think you said to me you brought your 56 and your 60 to the chipping the practice screen. I did. And, I start. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And my question to you is are those your two those are my two clubs that I chip with and I use each one in like a certain circumstance and I was wondering if you do the same like are those your two chipping clubs or are those just the two clubs you grab to go to the chipping green with? So my two real chipping clubs are my 52 and my 56. That's okay. specific to Blackledge. There aren't a ton of elevated greens. I can get away with my 56 and not need a 60 at, okay. at Black Ledge. I put a 60 in my bag at Beth Page, understanding how the, how the greens were. You, you oh, know, you don't even normally carry a 60 degree wedge? Not necessarily. Not, not at Black Ledge. No. I, I just don't need Interesting. It. Okay. Um, uh, like I use that club all the time. But today, this afternoon, so I went out there on the practice screen. I hit four balls with my 52. And they definitely on the practice screens, like let they still look gorgeous, but they're like a little hairy. Like you could tell I hit one. I was like, that's gone. And then it just like slowly trickled. I was like, Oh, all right. Yeah. So I hit four balls in my 52 and I was like, I'm, I'm too close. I need more. So I went back, grabbed my 56 and my 60. And I was then doing like 20 yard chips, then 30 yard chips. And I got away from my 60 during virtual golf. Mm. Um, I was fucking just sculling it. And there's a huge difference between hitting inside off of a mat than hitting through grass. And there are times that I will not pull out a 60 on a golf course. If my lie is super tight and I don't think I can get that club underneath without sculling it. No, I'm good. I'll use a 56 and I'll just take a different shot approach. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, it, on a super tight lie, I'm not the I'm not a fan of a sixty. It, so it, that's actually when I use my sixty. 
Yeah. Because I, I have less bounce on my 60 degree wedge so I can pick it cleaner off the tight lie. But if I'm in like the rough, for example, I chip with my 56 because I have more bounce than I could utilize. Yeah. And I didn't mean to say rough, it, more of just a tighter lie. Like I'm cool with fringe, but like, you know how sometimes you're on fringe and it's like, you're, it's almost like putting surface kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are times that I don't feel comfortable with that. I would rather just hit my 52, dig right into it and, and pop the ball up huh. and let it bite. Okay. That's interesting. Um, we have opposite mindsets on that. We do. We we certainly have different games as well. Oh, but we have very different I, games. I think they go very well together in a scramble because we have so yeah. many different options. Um, I agree. Like Tiger, he pulls out one club. He has several, eight windows to go through. Mm. I mean, you and I are covering six of them. <laughs> that, that's true. I mean, each of us cover maybe two and a half. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. We're breaking I agree half a window with the shattered glass yeah. from the other. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I wanted to practice more on my 60, so I brought that out today. And I, I, I used to be a lot more confident in it. Right now, it's just a confidence thing. And yeah. I pack an extra hybrid just because I've – this is going to sound horrible. Some of the, some of the areas I end up in Black Ledge, I have a lot of fucking rocks, and I'm not going to hit my Sim Max hybrid off of these rocks. So I carry a – really old tailor-made hybrid that i specifically use to hit out of situations where i don't care about damaging my club that's interesting i don't change my bag i, I, I don't know i don't i just i just have the clubs i have kind of thing i don't change my bag at all i got multiple but, bags kev i got multiple no, bags i know and that's good for you but like i, I like my 60 degree wedge is probably my third or fourth most most utilized club in my bag yeah my 52 would be the same i like playing yeah. black ledge like it's i'm pretty much using my 52 degree unless i'm hitting a green in regulation i'm using the 52 on every hole yeah that's interesting because i don't use my 52 at all when i'm chipping just my 56 or six like my 60 off of like fringe fairway any sort of tight line and then my 56 out of any sort of rough that's why that's why I was curious when you said you grabbed your 56 and 60 for your little chipping practice. Because I didn't you're, know. You were like, why wouldn't same. you? What what were you grabbing? What yeah. else? That's what I, if I go to the practice screen, I bring my putter and then those two wedges. So I thought that was interesting. But that's cool, man. I'm glad you're able to get out and work on the short game. A little half hour. Charlotte and Courtney hung out in the car with Piper, tried to get Charlotte to tuck it was her a family out a affair. Bit. Yeah, a little family affair. I was listening nice. to a podcast while I mean I was I'm doing my own thing, but listen, they had, they enjoyed. I chipped one in from like 30 yards away. I look up, I dude, it was a perfect flight with the 56. Um, it's tracking, and the, the greens were so fucking slow. So like, yeah. I'm looking, and I was like, oh, it's not gonna drop. Well, like, I throw my hands up. Oh, oh, you see it? She looks up. I look over. It's still there. And I was like, you didn't see it. And I look back, and it dropped. And I was like, you definitely didn't see it. <laughs> oh, the worst. Oh, I hate I when you hit a. I hate when you hit a good shot and like no one saw it. Uh, my fear is that I'm going to hit a hole in one and no one's going to be there. Um, it's oh, not, same. It's not, don't get me wrong. Like truly I like, it's a fear, but like, I know myself and all Kev, like, don't get me wrong. I care that you got a hole in one. Cause we were in this thing together, but like you tell somebody you're like your neighbor, I got a hole in one. He's like, Oh, that's great. He, he has dinner with his family that night. He probably doesn't remember that you told him you hit a hole. Oh, maybe he, Dude, does. Well, like, he doesn't care. It makes no difference to him. 
if you hit a hole in one, you know the feeling. You you have hit a hole in one. You know the feeling. If I just say to you next week, I'm like, Kev, I hit a hole in one, man. I was playing by myself, fucking uh, eighth hole of Blackledge. It was sick. You'd be like, damn, dude, that's awesome. And that'd be it. You might ask me would, what call I'd probably tell some people about it. Right. But what does that like? I don't know. I, I and I well, it's I'm the gonna, same thing as telling some random person you shot 76. Like nobody cares what you shot. I get, yeah, you, yeah, I think you just covered it perfectly. I, I just think it all comes down to whatever you do in golf is for you. Like, yeah, unless you're like in a tournament winning money, like in a professional tournament winning money, and it's clearly like on you, like no one gives a shit. Like, and that's not to be rude. Like, people are happy for you, but like, it does not affect them. You, you, no one gets butterflies when you say yeah. you got a hole in one. You do when you think about your hole in one, but. Like I just got goosebumps thinking about your hole in one. Like, yeah, no one cares what anybody else does on the golf course, with the exception of about one percent, fifty people in the world, and those are like the fifty <laughs> best golfers in the world. And you care what they do because, like, maybe you're betting on them or like you're watching them, so like you're invested in it. But like, yeah, nobody cares what Brian Ackley or Kevin O'Coin shot at fucking Town of Colony Golf Course on Saturday of this week you know what i mean like nobody cares like you're playing golf for yourself and like i feel i feel like that's what people do like they put so much pressure on like i don't know oh i agree so many people i've met on the golf course the first thing they tell me is their handicap and i'm like who cares what's your handicap well tee shots approach shots bunker shots i I, i'm handicapped all over the course my friend what yeah. Why, why don't we play a few holes and then we'll feel each other out? Well, dude, I hate when people ask you, like, oh, you play golf? Are you a good golfer? It's like, well, that's so always, relative. I'm okay. Like, compared to Justin Thomas, I am absolutely terrible. Compared to your buddy that started playing two years ago, I'm very good. You know what I mean? Like, it's like there's and there's a lot of space in between all of those things. Yeah, it's a super relative term. Like, I'm I'm good. I, I never say I'm good. If someone asks, like, oh, are you good at golf? I always say I'm okay. Yeah, because you have no idea how good of a golfer they are. (laughs) Yeah, but true. But I feel confident being, uh, and I would even say, uh, listen, I'm playing to a 10-4 right now. I would even say if you were an 18 handicap, I think you could say that you're okay at golf. I agree. I don't think that's like, I, I, that's just how I feel. Golf is tough enough. Like if you say, oh, I'm, I'm good at golf, you better be a single digit. And you better be kind of lower on the end of single digits because if yeah. you're that single digit handicap who goes out and shoots a 94, Brian Ackley, um, when I get there, uh, um, I don't want to hear it. Cause like, that's yeah. Like you're, you're, you're all right. You're, you're not bad. You're okay. hundred percent. So I used to work with a guy, I, my, one of my old companies, I worked with a bunch of guys that are really good golfers, but one of them was a, a D one golfer. And he was probably like, he hovers right around like a, a scratch handicap or whatever. And like, I was like talking to him about like, I'm like, Oh, like who can you like, like, it's gotta be like a certain class of golfer that you can play golf with. And he said to me, he's like, if I can give somebody a stroke a hole, I have no problem playing golf with them. So it's like a scratch handicap golfer can play with an 18 handicap golfer and like still have a good time and like, have it be like a relatively good time. If that makes sense. I, I It makes complete sense to me. I had always said without any, like anything to back this up from anyone else saying it separating T's 
like the, the teams that are playing. If you played TPC River Highlands against Stuart fucking Sink, he's not going to beat you by more than maybe one to two strokes on a hole. And there's a chance you could beat him on a hole. With yeah. a handicap, getting strokes, there's a huge chance that you could beat him on a lot of holes. Oh, now, well, that's why the handicap system exists. Right. So it's like just like an even match no matter who you're playing against. You know? Right. And I don't want to throw too much of a crutch on the handicap system, although it, you're absolutely right. It's there for a reason. Same thing in bowling. It, 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 right. it makes people on an, a more even playing field. But when growing up at um, my family's golf course at Birch Plains, I remember always saying this and listen, we we're drinking a bunch of beer. So I'm sure I was just a little bit cocky, but these were all par threes, 110 yards, 120 yards, 130 yards. There are a couple times often, you know, we're hitting shots four feet from the pin. I say to my buddy, yo Brown, this is why I love golf. There is a chance. I'm not saying it would happen one in five. It could be one in 20. There's a chance that if, I just hit that shot. I Tiger Woods hits a shot here. This was this is how old we were at the time. Yeah. Tiger Woods hits that shot. I might beat him on this hole. Hundred percent. That without a handicap. That's how golf works. I'm never going to be able to hit an 105 mile an hour, fa- 100 mile an hour fastball. I'm never going to be able to tackle a, a running back in the NFL. I'd never be able to catch probably catch a, a really hard pass from a wide. I, yeah. I have no shot of ever being a professional anything or being able to compete that sounds like i'm really degrading myself but no like to compete on a professional level swimming basketball baseball yeah football any of those with golf with your respective course the way you would play you are on the same playing field like you you watch guys hosel shots you're like i could do that right I well, did that dude, and even more literally for being on the same playing field like you, you'll never play at Fenway or Yankee Stadium, but you just played Bethpage Black. Tiger won the U.S. Open at Bethpage Black. The that's, Ryder Cup's there in two years. Like, you that, know, that, like, that's a great example. And during yeah. the, it was either the Ryder Cup or President's Cup where that fan was talking shit about um, a putt that the European team just made. So they brought him out onto the course yeah, and he, and he made sunk the putt. The putt. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, okay. For like a hundred bucks, I think, right? Right. Well, I mean... That, I would, I would pay a hundred dollars to just miss that. But that is a perfect example of how golf separates itself from every other sport. You couldn't just take a fan. Yeah. They take people at halftime and have them shoot fucking three pointers or from the half court, but they're giving them like $50,000. Like it's not like they have any faith that they're going to be doing these things. You never pull somebody out of the stands and be like, Hey buddy, try to hit a home run over the green monster. Exactly. Not a chance. Um, so I'll stop there because uh, I feel like I got really too excited about how golf is really like achievable for the average person. Dude, if you were a 10 handicap at 20 and your career goal was to make the senior tour and you worked for the next 40 years at like that is actually an achievable thing. Oh, 100%. And that's why I think it's so cool. It's like because there's also like a lot of guys that pick up golf at like 25 or 30 or whatever. And it's like they could set that goal for themselves and they could realistically get there with I, I mean, mean like with a, a trainer and a coach and yeah yeah but, right. like, no, but it's it not is... like i'm never going to be able to throw the ball 90 and your career doesn't end at 38 because everyone's younger than you like you can continue playing this sport 
yeah it's like you don't necessarily you don't necessarily need to be like blessed physically either like in the like you need to be a specimen to be in the nfl or like even like the nba like you just need to be fucking tall for them i mean granted there's been short guys in the nba but like for the most part you got to be a fucking tall like you got to have genetics like golf like there's guys that are six six there's guys that are like five four you're telling me that John Rom, Jason Kokrak, and John Daly don't have the physique that you're looking for? Little Joel Damon tossed on top? Well, dude, even like a JT, like JT's like 5'8", maybe, like weighs 150 and, pounds, you know what I mean? Like, he's just yeah. like, if you like saw that guy in the mall, you wouldn't be like, oh, he looks like a professional athlete. It's like, oh, he's no. actually one of the best people on the PGA Tour. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. His yeah, whoop no. is like, did you just eat a hamburger? That is 8% of your body fat. He's like, oh, I couldn't finish it. <laughs> um but no yeah I, I agree with everything you're saying i think that's what makes golf so cool it's like we're all kind of like on the same playing field and the playing field can also be easily adjusted to accommodate for different levels of golfers as well um well here's a perfect example and then we'll just get right off of it you you birdied um a par five and a par four at beth page yep. say it was say we're playing the blues Say you birdied a par three on the blues. Those are the back tees. You could then go look at whatever day the pin was in the same spot and say, I beat every one of X professionals yep. playing that hole. That's 100%. as clear cut as it is. Yeah, and, and honestly, dude, like the way that the PGA tour runs the tournaments and sets up their tees, like, one of the days they might have been at the same spot that the whites were. Because, like, oh, some days it places sure. a really long part five or a really long part three. And those days it plays a really short part. Like, because uh, it can Pebble only Beach. play so long. It's got exactly. They can only yeah. go up. Yeah. And it, it, and honestly, like, it makes the whole, you have to be more creative for those guys when you make it shorter because, like, they can hit it too far. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I totally agree. I think that's, that's really cool. And honestly, like, that's what I appreciated the most about Beth Page is the fact that we played a course that like multiple majors have been played at the Ryder cup's going to be at. Like I, I went home that night and later in the evening, I was watching a YouTube video of Brooks Kepka shooting 63 there. And I was like, on one of the par fives, he went three wood seven iron into the green. And I was like, it was a three shot hole for all of us. Yeah. It, it, like, it's just, it's just crazy. man. Like, it, it's cool that you can like relate to the, the pros like that but um yeah i don't know man beth page is just an experience um yeah i don't know that's all right so you played another 18 um oh yeah i did play another 18 um let me, let me tell you about it because this was, this was a this was a good uh a good round of mine i played with my girls uh kimberly and terry as previously mentioned on on the podcast um they were walking they were playing if you touch the hole with your ball you you just got COVID, the rules. There, COVID rules there, there was one there was one par three that they had to carry water and one of them put the ball into the water three times and then just said just walk to the next tee box and i'll see you guys on the next hole i said all right i will see you there um but um yeah played van Patten 6 18 in the morning it was brisk it was early um playing from the black tees and uh, I'll just start you off. I started on a par four, made a par. Next hole, par four, made a bogey. I put my tee shot in the water. Oof. And then third hole, I made a double. I literally went into three different bunkers on this hole. 
which was really frustrating. Um, but then I went par, birdie, par, bogey, par, par. Turned at three over, 39. Go to the back. I go par, bogey, par, par, bogey, birdie again. So that's my second birdie of the round. Bogey, bogey, par. Three over on the back for a 40. It's a par 73. I shoot a 79. Six over which I felt really good about because I have not had a round in the seventies in a while. And you know what I also haven't had in a while, Brian, I haven't had a round that I entered it into my gin and my handicap went down because I've been fighting. Like I closed out last year at like a six and a half, like the, like I was just playing out of my mind at the end of last year, put together a few really good rounds. So every, every uh, round I log, I'm either going up or I'm saying the same, or like if I go down, I'm going down a little bit. But I dropped myself from a nine to an 8.6. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which I felt good. It was nice to just like play a good round. And like, honestly, I was driving the ball terribly, but I was just recovering. So it felt good to like have a part of my game that just like wasn't there and still being able to score well. Cause I feel like that's, that's golf, you know, like, Oh yeah. You're not going to have everything all the time. I, I did almost have a hole in one. I thought I made a hole in one on a 230 yard par three. Jesus. What'd you hit? Uphill, I roped hybrid, hit the perfect ball. It, what, like, an, it, what an asshole! It Uphill two thirty, hit a hybrid. It rolled over like this little mound on the front edge, and like the ball disappeared for a while. But I could, it like I had played the hole like once or twice before, so I kind of knew what it did. And it, like it rolled back towards the hole, so I was like, "Oh, go in, go in." I get up there, I'm like eight feet away, downhill slider, make the birdie putt. Felt yeah, great about did. that. Felt great about that because I had made uh, I had made bogey on the hole before. So, um, yeah, was happy about that. And then I walked nine on uh, on Monday night, shot forty five. Not happy about that. That's all right. Marriott with a uh, thirty six. Yeah, and you might be that's able golf to your handicap. <laughs> that's golf though. You you shoot six over on eighteen. Then the next day you shoot nine over on nine. So, um. Yeah, but either way, great fucking week of golf. We got out to Beth Page, played some golf. You worked on your chipping. All's well that ends well. Yeah, I hope to get out this week. I um, I I have nothing planned. Um, I got my dad's birthday on Saturday. Oh, that's not true. Wow, God, I'm so happy. I just remembered this. God, thank God, I'm playing golf this weekend. Um, oh, I I know exactly where you're playing at. Actually, I can tell you where you're playing, but you can tell me. Go ahead. Where am I playing? You're playing at Sterling Farms with Jack McGrory in the member guest on Sunday morning. That's right. Is, I think is that, my guess. Yep. Yep. That is correct. Um, I forgot about that. That's that's awesome. Because Oh, thinking, that's not the plan that you thought you had? Do you have no, I, I didn't think I'd, I'd golf plan this weekend, um, which is just me forgetting about because... Um, I'm just an idiot. No, we got my dad's birthday Saturday, but no, Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, we got like a 9 a.m. tea time down at Sterling Farms. Tough track, tough track. But listen, the way Jack's been playing, um, I, I'm not worried. I, I'm, we'll just use every one of his shots. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think it's he's playing. So like, I was like watching nice. him. on. He's playing great fucking golf. He's in the ball. Fantastic. He's putting really well, too. Out of yeah, character. It's. <sighs> What an asshole. Yeah. No, he's playing real good golf. It's yeah. It's awesome to see. That's awesome. I'm actually playing as well. I have I think I'm only playing Sunday, but I'm actually going down to Long Island again to play. I'm playing with our 
our good close boy thickness kevin leslie shout out Dude. i uh i have to pick up julia at the airport uh, like four o'clock sunday afternoon at LaGuardia. so i was like mm-hmm. oh, i'm just gonna make a day out of it go play some golf nice i left my um my favorite pencil at, Ble- at beth page do you mind just driving back there for me oh yeah i'm sure they have it in the pro shop well if not i i there are some things that i wanted to buy in the pro shop that you could just add to the cart you wanted you bought like 12 things i know i wanted 12 more <laughs> oh my god i wore my beth page uh black t-shirt for like two days afterwards and julia and like her sister was over like both of those days or whatever she's like kept get a new fucking t-shirt i'm like no i played <laughs> beth page black you gotta check me out <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah man well i i wish you the best of luck and your member guest i wish me the best of luck playing golf on long island again hope i break 88 oh yeah um and we'll talk to you guys all next week i'm kevin o'coin and i'm brian ackley this has been life in the rough the podcast we'll catch you guys next week See ya. Peace. Woo!